one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one really knows how the parties get yes. Pieces that are sacrificed in every game of chess. We just assume that it happens. But no one else is in the room where it happens. Hello and welcome to the podcast where it happens. It's another Hamilton podcast. It's the last Hamilton podcast you'll ever need. <laughs> um, I'm Marcelo Pico, your co-host, and with me as always for this is Paul Smith. Hey, Paul. Hey, what did I miss? <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of which, <laughs> no, let's not get into it just yet. Um, man, I hope everybody out there enjoyed that intermission. <laughs> You're you're finding your seats. I mean, you you, you should have already found your seats. Sit sit down, relax, we, enjoy. We, we flashed the lights. People yeah, people yeah, knew it exactly. was time to come back. So yeah yeah. So so get ready for Act Two. Um, I guess okay. I I always have to reset with this because who knows who might be jumping in. They might be second acting this, you know, <laughs> uh, coming in this episode. But yeah, they sneak in the back door. Someone props open the door for them, and they sneak in for Act Two. I get, it. I get it. <laughs> I mean, do people really just leave after Act One of Hamilton? They're, they're like, oh, I've, <laughs> I wouldn't I, think I've, so. <laughs> I, I've, I've had enough. I, I get it. <laughs> Boom! I'm out of here. Right. Um, well, I mean, they saw the. They saw. I mean, we won the war, right? That's the end of the story. Exactly. Well, what do we need in Act Two for? Like, ah, I'm good. It, it's like those people um, who saw uh, Grindhouse and thought it was just one movie. Right. After that, after Planet Terror ended, they're like. It's done, right? I can just go. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. No idea that there's another movie right there, uh, right after. Anyway, this is not a movie podcast, <laughs> even though it's under the not yet. Society podcast. No, not yet. That, that That's for a future episode. We're still <laughs> in the musical theater realm of this podcast. Um, yes. So I am Marcelo Pico. Hello, once again. Uh, co-host of the uh, Talk From Society podcast and several other podcasts under the Talk From Society umbrella. Um, yes, I had been avoiding Hamilton for the longest time, and I figured, why not jump into this behemoth, this phenomenon, uh, for the first time via the medium of podcasting, uh, as one does. As when, one does. <laughs> especially me, when I have uh, three podcasts under my belt. Uh, this is the fourth. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, and uh, Paul... I mean, you've been gracious, gracious enough to help me through this journey. Uh, Paul, give the people a quick breakdown of your relationship with Hamilton. Uh, it's I don't know. How much time do we have? Um, my, <laughs> my relationship with Hamilton is that uh, I am a, a rabid fan of it. I've listened to it a, a large number of times. So I am not new to Hamilton. I'm an old timer. And uh, I, I'm obsessed with it. And so I was excited to have an opportunity to to guide a newcomer to, to walk through it, to experience it as if for the first time through someone else's eyes. So that, that's why I'm here. I'm absolutely loving, uh, watching you discover this for the first time as we go through. Yeah, it, so. exactly. It's been an interesting experiment. Uh, we've broken it down into six episodes, the, the original cast recording, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, so far we've done three full episodes. Um, 
uh, well, four if you count episode zero, which was our introductions. But you know, it's it, uh, it, that may have been a huge mistake on my part because I've been confused as to what episode this is. <laughs> yeah, what are we anyway. gonna what are we gonna call episode seven? <laughs> episode uh, epilogue. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll we'll figure it out when we get there. All right. But yeah, six episodes covering uh, all the songs in the cast recording split up. Um, well, 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 well uh, explain it, Paul, because you did the splitting up. Um, explain how Act 1 was split up. Uh, well, each act is going to be divided into three podcasts. So um, Act 1 was uh, covered by Episodes 1 through 3. And just uh, a, a little recap of previously on, in case you are just joining us for some reason. Yes. Uh, in, in Act 1, we were introduced to the title character of Alexander Hamilton. He had a, a very rough childhood in the Caribbean. He, made, he survived some uh, traumatic experiences and made his way to New York, where he discovered a budding revolution, uh, and uh, he found his calling in life. Um, that's really all he wants to do, is make a name for himself, preferably you know, dying in in glory on a battlefield, uh, fighting for a revolution that he believes in. Um, he made some good friends. He made one friend who is possibly not as good of a friend. <laughs> um, and uh, he, he got married. Um, he had a son, or his wife got pregnant at least. And uh, he helped win a war and build a nation. So act one took us from uh, Alexander Hamilton coming to America and be, being instrumental in winning the American revolution. And so, and so where, as we said last week, uh, that would have been the story for any other musical or, or production about, you know, the founding of America, the life and times of uh, Alexander Hamilton, they probably would have, stopped at the point where yay we won we're we're a nation um but no now you get act two now we head into act two which will also be covered by three podcasts um and it gets more complicated from here (laughs) things things become uh a little more difficult going forward the winning the war was the easy part yes um Having and, and yeah, and I should say I'm listening to these songs by uh, by how they're broken up by episode. Um, so I've listened to what we're going to be covering in this episode uh, from uh, "What I Miss." That's the first song in Act One through uh, "Washington on Your Side." Um, so yes, we're going to be covering that in this episode. Um, that's yeah, and <laughs> I mean, just uh, I don't know if I should jump into it already but yeah it, it's definitely a, a shift um i guess i guess yeah we'll we'll get into it here in a bit but uh i i have thoughts <laughs> uh as one should on a podcast <laughs> it makes podcasting um, better yeah when when the, when the hosts have thoughts <laughs> oh man i'll tell you i've been i have been excited to reach this point um because i think i I can't remember if it was on one of the shows or if it was off mic, but I, I at one point I asked you, uh, Marcelo, if you were aware of the whole dual casting thing that they did. Uh, oh, I I actually can't remember. I think that may have been on on mic, but yeah, let's let's talk about that a bit. Or do you want to talk about it as we progress? Well, we I'll, I'll mention that it's a thing, and then we can talk about it as it happens. But basically, I I alluded to the fact that certain actors. 
um, from Act One were going to be dual cast and they would be playing multiple characters. I didn't explain that. I didn't say which actors or characters were involved or what would happen to their earlier characters. I just said, you know, some of these actors have more than one role to play. So, and um, now that we've hit Act Two, this is the big shift. So, um, several, uh, four in particular, there are four characters from Act One. who will now shift uh, those actors that portrayed them will now be playing four brand new characters. Ah, interesting. Now, now me having just listened to it and just reading through the lyrics, like I, I don't know exactly who made those changes. So yeah, you, you, uh, you, I will tell you in, in these songs we're talking about tonight, you have met all four of the new characters. So I'll, uh, I'll tell you who they are. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's I, I, it's I, it's part of the brilliance of this show. Once once I reveal who the who the dual cast characters are, um, and we can talk about how, well, this actor used to play this character, and now they're playing this character. Uh, it'll I, I think it'll blow your mind. So. Oh man, I I, I can't wait now. Um, and, and just to recap, uh, stat, status report uh, for me, um, Act One, I pretty much loved. Um, I I think I had the breakthrough in the previous episode in episode uh, three. Um, there's that moment where Hercules Mulligan comes in, mm-hmm. and it that, that that I think that was the point for me where it just all collided. Like uh, Lin Manuel Miranda's um, like uh, his goal was to put the story forward, this historical story, uh, and put it uh, in a modern language, which is hip hop. And it just, it just all collided at that moment. I was like, "Oh, I get it, I <laughs> I get it." So, and I joked last episode, "We could stop it right here," <laughs> because man, uh, I fully get it. But okay, so that's how I feel going into Act Two. Um, and and like you've said, it's things get complicated. Thing, there's a shift, um, and we'll I guess we'll we'll jump into it now, Paul. Um, why not? All right, uh, here we go. Uh, these are the first eight songs from Act Two. Uh, here we go. Let's jump into it. Uh, I guess. Do you want to say song number one of Act Two, or, or, or how far along are we? We'll, we'll, we'll say we'll say track twenty-four. This is track okay. twenty-four off the whole album. So, track twenty-four. Uh, what I miss. Here's a bit of what I miss. Simply must meet Thomas. Thomas. That was a bit of track 24, uh, What I Miss. Um, <laughs> so, so so here are my first impressions of this song. Um, well, we're introduced to a new character, Thomas Jefferson. Yep. Um, it's a grand entrance for this character. It, it's quite um, the introduction. Yes, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> first thoughts for me, um, <laughs> in the first part of the song, when, when he's introduced and he comes in, um, I th- first thought was Seal, Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> like that vibe, which I love. <laughs> I, it was unexpected. but And then the song shifts to like, um, what's that, like a New Orleans style um, uh, type of song. Um, what, what's the exact word? Like sort of, uh, not not jazz. But well, there, yeah, there is, there is some jazz in there. There's some jazz there, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, the first bit of the song was like, "Oh my god, that sounds like Seal." Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I I I love 
this character of Jefferson. And I don't know. I, um, I guess before we get more into it, uh, I, I, no, I'll just say it's interesting how they frame Jefferson. Um, last episode, I think I mentioned they could have easily portrayed like uh, Burr as like the villain. Mm-hmm. They could have easily painted him that way. And to me, Jefferson is much more a villain than what we've seen. Well, you know, uh, King George would stand. I mean, uh, a villain in terms of uh, the political world right. um, that, that that Hamilton is in. So that, those are my thoughts right away uh, with the introduction of Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Paul, I'll, I'll toss to you the the the, uh, the more expert of of us. Uh, speaking of Hamilton, uh, your, your thoughts on this? Uh, my thoughts on this are it's absolutely phenomenal. I adore Thomas Jefferson. So when I was first, like when I first listened to this album and and my initial listens to it, the first little while that I was allowing this musical to grow on me, there's a there's a sort of a disconnect that I had with act two, because as I keep saying, act two is much more complicated than act one. And, um, like Jefferson, I mean, we both just said we love Thomas Jefferson, but he is clearly, he is, he's such the antagonist for Hamilton. Um, like Hamilton was our, our hero in act one. And now here's this really charismatic, just incredibly fun, lovable, obnoxious character of Thomas Jefferson that we meet uh, in this fantastic song, and um, he's he's being a dick to our boy, man. <laughs> so, um, so it's taken me a little while to own the fact that I absolutely adore Thomas Jefferson. Um, he's he's an amazing character, and uh, uh, let's see. I'm looking here at some of my notes. Um, Apparently, the some of the musical inspirations that they had for um, that uh, Miranda had when he was writing the Jefferson character uh, were Gil Scott Heron, who I'm not. Uh, forgive me, I don't know who that is, um, and Outcast. So Outcast ah. was an inspiration, um, as well as Cab Calloway was another inspiration. And uh, even though, I mean, you guys can Google this. You can find pictures of Thomas Jefferson from from Hamilton the musical online uh, uh, do yourselves a favor and look him up and see what sort of his look is what his style is um, he has a very outrageous um, uh, like dress style and personality and and um, stage presence it's very very over the top um, and apparently that was based at least in part on Morris Day oh, <laughs> uh, uh, wow. from, from the time if anyone here is a Purple Rain fan um Oh, that's 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 really interesting, and I I love that you brought up there um, the the outcast influence because like yeah now it kind of hits me. Thomas Jefferson is kind of like an Andre three thousand type yes. of character. <laughs> yes. Um, oh man. Uh, but yeah, like like uh, you were saying before, like he <laughs> he is like a a a a phenomenal character here, and also it's just. Yeah, he's he as as we'll see in the next few songs, he's definitely the antagonist. He's like uh, Hamilton's biggest antagonist, I yep. think, so far yep. in 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 the in the entire play. I mean that uh, from what I've heard. Uh, I mean, man, Burr has been you know kind, uh, pretty much an ally, but kind of yeah, like, uh, like you said last week, kind of a frenemy. Mm-hmm. So, but now Jefferson definitely the the main bad guy at this point. Yeah. Um, and and since you're just reading, 
you're only reading lyrics, right? You're not, have you been reading any uh, reviews or anything? Have you only been reading lyrics as you go along with this? I've only, yeah, just the lyrics. That's okay. It. Okay. So do you know which actor is performing uh, Jefferson? No, I do not. I, I, the, um, when I listen to it on Spotify, some of the cast comes up, but I, I haven't been keeping track of that. So all, all I've been reading really is the lyrics. So I don't know who's playing who. Okay. Well, in this song, in What Did I Miss, we're introduced to two of the new characters that are replacing old characters. Um, and the big one is David Diggs, who in Act One was one of Hamilton's best friends, Marquis de Lafayette. He is now playing Thomas Jefferson. Oh, okay. Which, which is interesting in so many ways, but among other things, in this, in this song, there's the line about, uh, I mean, Jefferson is, has been the ambassador to France. That's where he's been. He hasn't been in the war. He, was, he spent this whole time over in France, um, at, which is the whole point of the song. What did I miss? So I'm, ba- I'm home now. Um, and he actually references the fact that I helped Lafayette draft, draft a declaration uh, so Lafayette is back in Paris now, and uh, he helped, and and Jefferson helped him draft a Declaration of Independence uh, for France to start working on, and then came back, and now he comes back home. So, at least so far, uh, Lafayette is out of the picture, and uh, the the amazing David Diggs, who who has been por- portraying one of Hamilton's best friends, is now playing his clearest, most obvious opponent. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I did not catch that upon listening to this. Um, yeah, I, it's it's an interesting choice, but I, I love it. Um, yeah, and it, it's crazy that I didn't notice it right away. Um, and then the the other uh, the other swap out here, the other dual casting is much less obvious and not quite. A, I mean, it's still just as brilliant if we want to dig down into the minutia of it, but it's not quite as big a deal as David Diggs uh, in Act One. I apologize. I've never known how to pronounce this character, this actor's full name. Uh, he goes by Oak. Uh, his first name is shortened into Oak. Uh, it's so it's Oak Onadawan, I think, or whatever. He, uh, I apologize to that actor. Um, he played Hercules Mulligan in Act One, uh-huh. and he now plays James Madison. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so uh, Hamilton's like friends, like the the, the actors the actors portraying his friends in Act One now are playing his like <laughs> his his clearest his, enemies. Yeah, his clearest enemies. Oh, that's that's interesting. I I like that. <laughs> uh, gives me a lot to think about as we progress here. Um, wow! Uh, and, and and for this song, those are the only two switches. I mean, the the only two uh, transitions. Between yeah, the, yeah, those and characters. Yeah, those are the only ones we meet in this song. Yeah. Ah, okay. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, so yeah, uh, it sets up the song uh, Jefferson. Uh, he's he's back in in America, um, and yeah, it 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 sets up. Uh, Madison comes in and says, "Hey, come help us. Uh, you know, defeat this Hamilton guy." Basically, <laughs> right? And Jefferson's like, oh, "All right." Yeah, Hamilton. And, uh, so so. Uh, there, we're trying to figure out how to run a government now, and some, as is the case in politics, not everybody is going to agree on policy. <laughs> so right. that's what Hamilton's running into now. James Madison uh, is not a fan of some of the things that Hamilton wants to do, and so he recruits Jefferson to help him. Yeah, and that's the biggest change from Act 1, Act 2 so far that I've seen. It's just become more of a political drama. I mean, there's 
the I mean like the last song in Act One really had really was gearing towards this um, the the Constitution shakeup and uh, Hamilton wanting to to go in there as soon as he could and just fix what he saw was wrong and now here he is trying to fix um, like uh, the problems he sees in this new government and yeah um, I mean not to skip ahead but yeah it's it's definitely more there's there are less battles. <laughs> there are more battles like uh, uh, on you know on state floors, as as we'll see. Well, we'll see in the next song. Yep. Uh, so that's a huge shift. Um, yeah, battle battles in Act Two have less to do with gunfire and more to do with words. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess with that, uh, we can move on to the next song, right? Mm-hmm. Song twenty-five, uh, Cabinet Battle Number One. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We fought for these ideals, we shouldn't settle for less. These are wise words, enterprising men quote them. Don't act surprised, you guys, because I wrote them. So that was some of Song 25, Cabinet Battle Number 1. I'm sure we'll see another one soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, my first impressions. Uh, it's clearly set up to be like a, a rap battle. Like right. a sort of eight-mile sort of situation. Um, and I, I love that. Um, you know, uh, Washington comes in, sets things up uh, between it, it, it's a battle between Jefferson and Hamilton. Uh, and yeah, there is a lot going on in this song. There you go, folks. Take a shot. I just said my catch. <laughs> I said my catchphrase. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, they, and me having just listen, I just listened to this for the first time just a few hours ago, and I listened to it about three times. Um, so I still have a lot to, I guess, soak in with this song because there's just so much going on. Uh, lyric, Lyrics-wise, uh, I mean, it it lays out Jefferson's point of view. Um, he's more of a... I mean, he's he's a Southerner, right? Yes. And uh, that's like the main contention. Like, Yeah, Paul, tell me exactly what, what the fight is over in the song. Uh, so, yeah, Washington is the MC <laughs> of this battle. Um, as, and uh, he, he hands a mic to each of these people to state their case. And the, what's at stake here is Hamilton has uh, submitted a plan to assume state debts and establish a national bank. So basically, you know, it's 13 colonies. It's 13 individual states. Uh, this is the American Revolution has been, quote unquote, won, but we are still not a United States yet at this point. It's still 13 independent states, and we have to learn how to to survive as a unit. And uh, uh, some of some in the South aren't down for that. They want to maintain independent states rights. So that's basically what this is. Jefferson is very much against the idea of uh of the government assuming states' debts, as he says, you know, if New York's in debt, uh, why should Virginia bear it? Um, he he thinks that each state should have to fend for themselves, basically. And he the reason he thinks that, the reason he says that, is because, again, as he says in the song, you know, our debts are paid. Don't tax the South because we've got it made in the shade. Like he he is a rich, he's a wealthy landowner, and we we. It's a tiny little line. If you if you you know blink and you miss it in in the previous song, what did I miss? Uh, when he's talking about you know, uh, there's a letter on the desk from on my desk from the president. Haven't even put my bags down yet. Sally, be a lamb, won't you open it? That is uh, the Sally that he's referencing. There is Sally Hennings or Hemmings. I'm sorry, Sally Hemmings. Um, Thomas Jefferson was a a notorious slave owner. 
Um, so we just fought, you know, uh, America just won its independence, but he and many of the people, many of his constituents, many of the people in the South are still firmly into, uh, you know, slave holdings. And so that's why Hamilton gets the amazing comeback, uh, uh, a civics lesson from a slaver. Hey, neighbor, your debts are paid because you don't pay for labor. We plant seeds in the South. We create. Yeah, keep ranting. We know who's really doing the planting. Um, so this is amazing stuff. This is so subversive. And Miranda has said many times that you know, one of his favorite things about performing on stage is to get the opportunity to call Thomas Jefferson out like that, to be there in front of people and to basically say to Jefferson's face, Hey, you're still a slave owner. I mean, it's just amazing. It's, it's an amazing bit of wordsmithing that happens right there. So, um, yeah, you're saying that the comeback that Hamilton gives, um, is amazing. And, and just reading through some of the lyrics, I think you hit on some of them already. Uh, but I just love that 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 uh, like like his comeback. What, what Hamilton says. Uh, you said you know um, a civic a civics lesson from slavery. Yeah, um, and and he says like we almost died in a trench while you were off getting uh, high with the French. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. Like he's stating his position. Like he fought. Like we, I mean, we saw it in Act One. He fought in the war. He he did so much for the country. Yeah, and for Jefferson to come in, you know, a uh, uh, slave owner. Uh, guy who spent a lot, you know, his time in France when everybody else was fighting. Um, yeah, I'm, clearly I'm on Hamilton's side. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And again, it's interesting how, um, and, and and I love like what what, what you brought up uh, in terms of what uh, Lynn uh, Ma- uh, Manuel Miranda said about Jefferson. Uh, it's it's clear that uh, Miranda has no problem painting Jefferson like this. Uh, you could easily see somebody else. Uh, giving Jefferson the benefit of the doubt or, or painting him in a better light, but to have Jefferson as the bad guy in this way, um, I I'm 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 on board. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. I I I love this dynamic now between Hamilton and Jefferson. It mm-hmm. seems like ha- Hamilton now has like a guy who uh, very much a major contender, right? Yeah. So uh, in Act Two, at least so far, Jefferson is it. He's basically the Burr who will not sit back and wait. Like, Burr is, ideologically, Burr is kind of in the same place that uh, that Jefferson is, but he is not nearly as confrontational with Hamilton. Like, he, he, he doesn't take a stand, is the whole thing about Burr. He won't step up and take a stand. And Jefferson, so, so Hamilton has kind of gotten away with stuff uh, that Burr perhaps didn't want him to. But now Jefferson's here, and Jefferson will not sit quietly. Jefferson will get up in Hamilton's face and argue with him. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Jefferson is so damn annoying uh, <laughs> during this. Uh, he, uh, him and Madison go, "You don't have the votes." Yep, and yeah, you're going to need congressional approval. And here's the line that really got me: uh, "Such a blunder sometimes it makes me wonder why I even bring the thunder." <laughs> yep. which which is a reference to I think the uh, n- n- uh, notorious B.I.G. song. I think it's a Grandmaster Flash. There uh, you go. It's the message. It's like there a jungle. Is. Sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Is the is the line from the message? But yeah, yeah. Thank you, Paul. That's the one. Uh, I, I I knew I heard that somewhere. Um, Say so I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Mar- Miranda has said that it's amazing. Uh, he says how no matter how uh, it, 
versed how well versed in hip hop the audience is or not. He's like everybody basically recognizes that that uh that particular refrain. Even if they don't necessarily know where it's from, like yeah. everybody has heard that. So it's a it's a moment of recognition that people get to have. Yeah, exactly. Um and and by the end of the song, uh Washington comes in uh, you know, tells Hamilton, "Hey, uh, you want to pull yourself together?" Because uh, it's it it was a heated exchange, mm-hmm. and yet um, Hamilton is just worried that uh, uh, his plan is not going to get congressional approval, right? And yeah, that that's his worry. Uh, we're, we're we're deep into the political drama. It's like a it's like an episode of House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's, we, it's we, great because some of the stuff that Hamilton says in the in the Washington and Hamilton exchange here at the end it's it's so it's completely accurate historically accurate to what was going on the stuff that they had to deal with at the time but it's so contemporary it is so familiar with what's going on like right now even as we, as we talk as we record the whole uh uh, you know, well, James Madison won't talk to me. That's a non-starter. Uh, Washington's <laughs> like, well, winning was easy, young man. Go- governing's harder. Uh, they're being intransigent. You have to find a compromise. But they don't have a plan. They just hate mine. My God, that is politics right now. Yeah, exactly. It uh, feels like nothing has changed. And, exactly. Yeah, because nothing has changed. And I, I, I love that line. Winning was easy, young man. Governing's harder. That's a callback to... Um, uh, Paul, what what song was that back back when? Oh man, I, uh, uh, is it Right Hand Man? I think maybe. I, I believe so. Um, and the line back then was, uh, "Dying is easy, winning is harder." Living, is dying was living. easy. Dying is easy, young man. Living is harder. There you go. That's it. Um, so yeah, an- another callback uh, to to something previously that that we've heard. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So political intrigue in the first two songs. Now, do you want to take a break, Paul? (laughs) Go into song 26. Do it. Titled, Take a Break. How's your French? (laughs) Not so good, Paul. I should have asked my ex-girlfriend to give me French lessons, but too bad. Um, Here we go. That was song 26, Take a Break. Um, (laughs) Started with some French there. And I believe, Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, during the course of this intro, this French intro, do they reference ten dual commandments in a way? Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like like that? Is, Is it... It, it's. I mean, it's. It's not a direct callback, but yes, it's significant that uh, in ten dual commandments, um, technically they really only counted to nine. Like, like they in in that song, they lay out the nine rules, and then at number ten, they're like uh, ten paces fire. So like, there's no tenth rule. There's nine rules, and then number ten is turn and fire. Uh, so and here they're counting down, or they're they're counting from one to nine in French. So yes, the the count from one to nine is a is a motif that repeats. Ah, uh, yeah. There you go. Um, so, what's happening in this song is... Well, you know, previous two songs, we were in the political intrigue. Now, we're back to uh, the emotional stakes of this show. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I have to ask you. So, uh, the actor 
portraying Philip. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm assuming he's a full-grown man, right? <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> um, how is that played on stage? Uh, <laughs> I just got to ask you. Uh, well, since you brought it up, I will tell you that uh, the actor playing Philip is uh, the third of our recast actors. Uh, it, it's Anthony Ramos, who in Act One played the third of Hamilton's best friends, John Lawrence. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. And now is playing Hamilton's son, Philip Hamilton. Interesting. Um, and I'll take this opportunity, since we haven't gotten to anything particularly sad yet. I mean, I, I've already given you a spoiler alert. In Act Two, sad things happen. Um, <laughs> I will tell you, there's one song... Uh, that is in the stage production that was intentionally left out of the cast uh, recording. Hmm. Uh, and they, it's, it's barely a song. Like it, it's, it's really super short, uh, but like uh, uh, I almost said, I almost said Hamilton. Uh, Miranda said that he wanted to leave something. He wanted to leave something off of the cast recording. So there would be at least one thing that people who see the play get uh, that's unique or whatever. I think that's underselling it. I think there's a ton of stuff that you get from watching the play that you don't get from listening, but at any rate, uh, and that song, uh, it comes between dear Theodosia and, uh, crap. What was the song after dear, a nonstop. So it's the next to last song in act one. And it's called tomorrow. There'll be more of us. And it is, uh, it's a scene where Hamilton goes back home, uh, to Eliza and she says, she says, you've just gotten a letter from John Lawrence. Um, or, or she's like, Alexander, you just got a letter. And he says, oh, it's from John Lawrence. I'll read it later. And she's like, um, no, it's, it's not from John Lawrence. It's from his father. Ah. And while he's reading this letter, Anthony Ramos, as John Lawrence, is standing on the side of the stage in a spotlight. And he's singing little bits and pieces of the song, uh, Tomorrow There'll Be More of Us. Um, and it's the letter from Lawrence's father saying that, uh, well, here's the actual quote. On Tuesday, the 27th, my son was killed in a gunfight against British troops retreating from South Carolina. The war was already over. As you know, John dreamed of emancipating and recruiting 3,000 men for the first all-black military regiment. His dream of freedom for these men dies with him. So, oh, wow. so yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's super powerful moment. Uh, that like hit and, and Lawrence was his best friend of those three. Like they were super close. And so he dies in act one. So I apologize. Those who have only listened to the cast recording and weren't aware of that. The, the, the cast recording never really makes that explicit. Like I, I don't think there's a song where they ever reference. Oh yeah. Lawrence is dead. Yeah. That, <laughs> Paul, this is, this is upsetting me. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to let you know. Um, because I mean, I, it it adds to the emotion of knowing that the actor that played John Lawrence and John Lawrence is dead. He was one of the most important people in Hamilton's life. That actor is now playing his son, Philip Hamilton. Um, and to answer the question that you asked me in the first place, how is this represented on stage? Um, he is. Uh, I mean, he. First of all, he's the youngest actor on the perform uh, in the cast anyways. I think he's like 22, 23, something like that. He's like super young and he looks really young, but he just he has a very childish posture. Like they don't dress him necessarily. He's not wearing a bib or anything like that, but uh <laughs> he just he looks very meek and 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 small or whatever and and unsure of himself. So 
Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy I could bring some some uh, some terrible trivia to you guys. <laughs> At first, uh, when you said uh, that they, they they cut out a recording, I, I assumed it'd be just something small, but that seems like a huge thing to cut out of a cast recording. Uh, the the death of a major character, um, but I. I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted. Um, I can see why Miranda would want that to be just on stage for those watching there. But I don't know. It seems like an important part of the story uh, to not have other people it's, know about it. It's uh, uh, it, it it is emotionally important. And like I said, it'll it uh, as a piece of trivia and a piece of emotional trivia going forward in Act Two. It'll be it's good for us to know that. But right. in the grand scheme of things, as the story is told, the, f- the fact that Lawrence has died is not n- n- sig- that significant to the story that we're going to see from here on out. So, I mean, that's terrible to say because Lawrence was an important character and it is really a, it, it's a very tragic moment for Hamilton. Um, but the way it plays on stage is he gets this letter and you expect it. Like all of us in the audience are weeping at this, there's Anthony Ramos singing very plaintively on the side of the stage as he's, as the letter, the news of his death is being reported and everyone in the audience is bawling. And, uh, so you expect Hamilton to break down you're like, Oh my God, this is going to kill Hamilton. Uh, but his response basically is, uh, uh, Eliza says, Alexander, are you all right? And he just like, he, he shakes it off and he's like, I have so much work to do and walks off stage. Wow. So bas- basically it just plays as it's, you know, it steals his resolve to make a difference, to basically go forward and, and make the changes that uh, Lawrence now is not going to get the chance to make. Wow. Um, okay. As a, I mean, I, okay. This is all news to me, but I, I have to think back to um, uh, the first song uh, in the entire play. Is it, isn't Lawrence the one sa- saying I'm, I'm- I, I, I died for him. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yep. I just I just made that connection. So I mean, you know that he dies. I guess that's something. I, I, I yeah, I suppose. I mean, they but, they tell you right there up front, but of course, no one knows to be paying attention to that at that point. Yeah, exactly. Like like me just now. Like I I, I assumed we get some closure on it, but this this is the closure I get. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, this is, is <laughs> we can we can revisit this when we do our grand finale and and we yeah, talk yeah, about exactly. the whole the play yeah. as a whole so and then and then we'll 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 dive more into this but it's I, i'm glad you brought that up uh it is it is a revelation that that uh, really uh took took took, uh, took me back a bit okay <clears throat> <laughs> here we go let's keep moving forward uh okay take a break um yeah this is going going back to hamilton's uh relationships with his wife his son and uh, Angelica, right? Yep, his sister-in-law. His sister-in-law. Uh, first, I mean, um, I'll just say Philip. Uh, he's adorable. Uh, his <laughs> his little uh, rap to his dad is <laughs> is is great. I yep. really love that little exchange. Um, and yet, the the, the letters. That Hamilton is well. I'm assuming these are letters, right? Yeah, yeah, that, they're letters. That he's sending, yeah, they're sending to Angelica. Uh, also, very um, 
it, it, it got me. These, let me see. The the comma bits that Angelica has. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I noticed a comma in the middle of a phrase. It changed the meaning. Did you intend this? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you this, Paul. I've... <clears throat> I've I've had the same thoughts about written exchanges I've had with you know people in my life uh, overthinking things. I tend to do that a lot, so I really connected with that portion of this song. Um, a comma can change a lo- uh, can change a meaning of an entire sentence, an entire letter. Um, so I love that aspect of that. Uh, and yeah, uh, <laughs> um, and oh god, they, I mean it. Again, it shows that Hamilton has his mind on other things than than this, than family, which which breaks my heart. Um, <laughs> he, he has two women in love with him, yep. right? Yep. And a son who who loves him because I mean it's it's his son for God's sakes. And Hamilton just says, uh, "I'm afraid I can't join you upstate." Uh, he, he he has plans in Congress, man. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so yeah, good old Hamilton is still Hamilton, and why can't he just just take a break? I, yeah, <laughs> I mean this one of the, one of the beautiful things about this is in the song immediately preceding this, we just heard uh, Washington basically tell him uh, Hamilton's like, well, what what do I do? They 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 don't have a plan. They just hate mine. And Washington's like, well, you need to come up with something. That's an order from your commander. You figure this out, basically. So Hamilton is doing what he was told. Now he would have done this anyways because you're right. This is Hamilton. This is this is who he is. But he like this is a guy who's under tremendous pressure. His boss, basically the ruler of the nation, just told him, "Go home and figure this out." And even in the in the letters with Angelica, she kind of sends him mixed signals because in one letter she says uh you know sit down with jefferson uh hammer this out don't don't walk away until you guys reach a compromise she's telling him that she's like you have to you have to work this out you have to make sure that this works out and then in the next letter she's like but i'm coming to visit and i'd really like you to hang out with us <laughs> oh man uh so yeah I, I i i guess i see his point of view now more but still it's it's such a hamilton thing to do it uh, is no. it is i mean it's it, it, it he he could take a break. <laughs> he, could, he could go hang out with the the to be crude for just a second. I, I will say that um, this whole this take a break thing and and the the taking a trip up to their father's land up north or whatever that's a fictionalized thing. Like this event, this specific event didn't actually happen. But the letters and exchanges and all that is based on real stuff. Uh, uh, Miranda calls it comma sexting. That's a thing that they actually, that he and Angelica actually did in letters back and forth. They would slip commas and odd punctuation in places specifically just to mess with the meaning of things. Like they knew what they were doing. Oh um, my God. That's, that's, that's genius on, <laughs> on their part. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, anyways, to be slightly crude, the, the, the subtext, I suppose, of this song is that Hamilton has turned down an opportunity to go uh, spend, you know, take a vacation with his wife and his sister-in-law and have basically a guaranteed threesome. <laughs> I know. Because it was, oh, pretty, yeah. it, was, it was pretty heavily implied that that could have happened. 
Yeah, um, and and uh, it's it, it's not so crude, Paul, because I had the same thoughts. Okay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's just a thought. I mean, it, it, I mean, I mean, come on, it's Angelica and uh, Eliza just saying, "Hey, take a break." They're saying it together. Come on, run away with us yes. for the summer. Let's yeah. go upstate. Come on, and Hamilton is like, "Nah, <laughs> come on, Hamilton." Um, but hey, it could have been just a, a real casual. Uh, <laughs> Uh, innocent uh, endeavor. That's I'm, sh- I'm sure it would have been, but still. <laughs> I'm sure it would have been. Um, but hey, uh, he turned whatever it was down. Uh, yes, he goes, I have to get my plan through Congress. I can't stop until I get this plan through Congress. That's what he says. Yep. He's a workaholic. Okay. He's a workaholic. And man, do things get more complicated as we progress, right? Mm-hmm. Oh boy, here, here, here we go. Uh, song 27. Say no to this. Begin to pray, Lord, show me how to say no to this. I don't know how to say no to this. Oh my God, she looks so helpless. And the body's saying, Hell yes. No, show me how to say no to this. I don't know how to say no to this. In my mind, I'm trying to go. Then her mouth is on mine, and I don't say no. Okay, that was song 27. Say no to this. Oh boy, things get complicated for Hamilton. Um, <laughs> uh, we were, um, I guess, some would say a little crude in, in the last song, discussing some of what was happening. But uh, but hey, we can get crude as crude as we want in this song, right? Because yeah. uh, things get things get complicated and things get sexy. Uh, so, oh okay, one thing I'll note, one thing I, I I really love that I've been noticing more and more. Is how Burr comes in, and is he is the narrator of the of the story, right? Pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah. He, um, almost every song he comes in the beginning and says, "Hey, here's what's happening." And I like how Burr um, comes in the beginning of this song and says, "Like, hey, there's nothing like summer in the city." Um, skipping ahead of it, he goes, "There's trouble in the air. You can smell it." Uh, Alexander's by himself. I'll let him tell it. So yeah. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I think it's pretty pretty good of him saying, "Hey." Um, something going on. Uh, check this out, folks. The, the things are going to get messy. Yeah. And oh boy, uh, Hamilton meets um, Mariah. That's that's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah, I would say Maria, but uh, they pronounce it Mariah. So I Mariah. I assume yeah. they researched it, and that's how she pronounced her name. Yeah, I had to write that down because I'm terrible at pronunciation. I, I would have said Mariah, but it's uh, Ma- wait, Maria. I would have said Maria, but it's Mariah. Um and he, let's cut to the chase. Uh, he has an extramarital affair. He he cheats on his wife. He uh, does with with uh, Maria. Mariah. And boy, Mariah. Oh, see, I did it again. <laughs> I'm terrible. Uh, Mariah. <clears throat> and it it does it it doesn't stop there. Things get even more complicated when uh, Mariah's husband writes right. says, "Hey, uh, you made the wrong sucker of a of a cockold." Uh, so time to pay the piper for the pants you unbuckled. <laughs> that line cracks me up. So he's being blackmailed now. Uh, oh boy. So uh, I ask you this, Paul. Um, how much of this uh, was based in fact? Oh, this is ad- this is all absolutely historically accurate. Um, this is historians call this the first political sex scandal. <laughs> oh man, uh, because oh boy, uh, it's it, it, it's like Hamilton. Um, I don't know. I, it's, this is the point where I'm just like, okay, I've been with Hamilton for so long. I, I, I really connected with him, uh, but now he's he's done this. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no, don't ha- don't do this, Hamilton. Like like the song says, say no to this. Like it's, I've been rooting for you this whole time. <laughs> it's it's so beautiful because the the. Uh, the ensemble are the ones. So the ensemble are like the the unnamed actors, the unnamed characters that just populate the stage. They're the ones that in, in the background are always like, no, no, say no to this. It's the voice of the people. Like it's the, it, they're the the audience proxy basically. It's everybody who's watching this is like, no, Hamilton, don't do this, please. You're better than yeah. this, but no. Exactly, and I I love that this aspect of Hamilton's life is in this play, because again, another person would have just you know cut this out, portrayed Hamilton in a more positive light. But no, um, I'm assuming Miranda wanted to 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 show Hamilton to show all sides of Hamilton to show yeah, that yeah. he wasn't just a quote unquote good person. You know, he's he's made mistakes. He's he's a real person because real people they do that. Right, uh, they have affairs and they regret it. Um, so yeah, that's what I, that's what I got from this. That's what I love. I mean, it's <laughs> one of my favorite characters. Uh, well, my favorite character in this play, um, just doing something terrible, <laughs> and of course, um, I mean, uh, uh, oh boy, Paul, um, it's like it's like it just happened because I just listened to this <laughs> just recently. <laughs> um, you weren't joking when uh, when you said things get complicated in Act Two. I was just thinking about this. This is like my dumb movie comparison mind. Um, uh, like the split in Act One and Act Two, it's like I can compare it to Kill Bill. Like in Kill Bill Volume One, <laughs> you know things are pretty straightforward. It's a refre- it's a revenge flick. You know, uh, it, it's cut to the chase. Uh, boom, violence. But then Act Two, Volume Two, uh, Kill Bill, things get more complicated. Things don't go as easily as one would hope. Yep. Um, more and more gets layered on. Uh, and yeah, that's how I feel about Hamilton Act Two so far. Uh, it's 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 uh, the 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 forest. It just gets it's, the the more you dive in, the more it's it's. Oh, uh, you ain't uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> oh no! Don't tell me that, Paul. <laughs> um, oh man! Yeah, this is uh, this is the beginning of the complication. Um, so, uh, this is the fourth of the recast actors. Okay. Uh, Mariah Reynolds is played by. Uh, Jasmine Cephas Jones is the actress. And in act one, uh, this is another, this, this is a small part. So it, there's, it's highly unlikely that you would have caught this just from listening to it. But in act one, she played Peggy Schuyler, the, oh, okay. the youngest of the Schuyler sisters who we really only see in that one song. Um, yeah. Of the Schuyler sisters. Uh, but the, why I think that this, double casting is brilliant is because what it what that means is in essence as you're watching the play and you're watching this actress come back for act two in essence hamilton is married to eliza schuyler wants to be having an affair or or is having like an emotional affair at least with angelica schuyler and on stage has an actual extramarital affair with peggy it's not really peggy but it's the same actress no, that's fascinating. And, and I was just wondering, you know, lis- listening to this portion of of Hamilton, just where Peggy was. Um, and I- in essence, you just answered my question. Uh, <laughs> uh, the actress playing Peggy plays uh, Mariah, and that's that's fascinating. It's 
I, yeah, I don't want to jump ahead to what we'll what we'll be discussing in episode seven. Uh, yeah, episode seven when when we talk about this play as a whole and the inevitable movie adaptation. But I I, I, do, I do wonder if the movie adaptation will play with that, like dual casting. Uh, who knows at this point? I don't know. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's it's like a shade of clever and intriguing, like how uh, Miranda uh, plays with with who is playing what what character. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> so. Oh oh, I just, I'm sorry. I apologize. I just noticed another piece of dual uh, casting that uh, I hadn't previously made a note of. But uh, the actor that played uh, the Skyler father in Act One, I don't I, I don't think he I don't think he ever had a sung line of dialogue so we wouldn't have heard him in this but on stage the actor that plays the father like when when hamilton asks for eliza's hand oh, in marriage right. uh that is the actor that is playing mariah's husband here ah uh, okay wow <laughs> so that's kind of weird <laughs> yeah that is weird wow okay um uh, uh interesting say no to this uh yeah and, and it does get super seedy i mean uh, where's that lyric about her laying down, legs spread? Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> she le- where where is it? Um, uh, then I said, "Well, I should head back home." She turned red. She led me to her bed, let her legs spread, and said, "Stay." Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and this may be my favorite lyric of this song. When the husband James Reynolds writes to Hamilton, uh, he says, uh, uh, position to be wealth in the pockets of people like me down on their luck. You see, that was my wife. He decided to, and then Hamilton goes, fuck. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and, uh, you already quoted the next line where, uh, James Reynolds says, uh, Oh, you made the wrong sucker a cuckold. It's time to pay the piper for the pants. You unbuckled that yeah. whole, that whole verse that he sings right there. I feel like he delivers that just like, uh, ice cube. Just the, the way he says those words, like uh, cuckold and uh, unbuckled, sounds like Ice Cube to me. So I don't know if that was oh, deliberate, God, yeah. but that's what I hear. Yeah, I, I, I have to listen back to the song, but I, I think I heard some of that in there for sure. Oh, boy. Say no to this. Uh, and yeah, uh, it ends with Hamilton uh, just being painted into a corner, just saying, yeah, I'll... I'll um, I'll pay the husband and, and try to make this go away. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the song ends with him being blackmailed. So the the implication there is that uh, he continues to sleep with her, uh, and he pays her husband to keep it quiet. Oh, boy. Uh, what a mess Hamilton has, has gotten into. Okay. Uh, I'm sure it all worked out in the end, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll definitely work out. Okay. <clears throat> so that was Say No to This. And now, song 28. Hey! a special song um because it's it uh, is the reason why this podcast is named the podcast where it happens uh this song is entitled the room where it happens song 28 here you go Click, boom, and, it happened. and no one else has in the room where it happened alexander hamilton what did they say to you to get you to sell new york city down the river so song 28 the room where it happens um so yeah uh i i so when we made this podcast paul uh, the inception of it um 
I guess a peek behind the curtain. We didn't know what to name it. <laughs> yeah, we we literally we started recording and we were like, oh, we haven't come up with a title yet, have we? <laughs> <laughs> and I came up with a stupid one. I, I just uh, I I was like, oh, why don't we call it Hamilton Free? Which would have been a weird thing to name it because I'm I'm no longer Hamilton Free. It would have required more of an explanation. But I think uh, the podcast where it happened works because. It's people who know Hamilton will know the reference. Right. I'm assuming right away. Oh yeah. And for me, and for me not knowing, uh, what's it, for me not knowing what exactly it means. I mean, back when I had no idea, back when I hadn't listened to Hamilton, I figured um, the title would be intriguing. It, it, it would be intriguing enough to get new listeners in. Uh, those who haven't listened to, to Hamilton, yeah. you know, the podcast where it happens. I, I, hey, I, what's what's the it? Yeah, exactly. I think I told you, don't worry, it'll make sense eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and now it does. <laughs> so this is the room where it happens. Uh, and the it here in this song is a deal. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is, this is the deal that Hamilton has been um, uh, racking his head over for the last few songs. Um, the one that Washington writes said, hey, make this work. Right. And this is uh, this is it, correct, Paul? Yeah, this is it. Uh, I mean, in the larger context, it refers to this is basically Burr's I want song. We've already got like way back at the beginning of Act One, we had Hamilton's I want song. Every every hero in a musical has to have their I want song, the song that explains like what their mission is. Um, and we have because the kind of character Burr is, he is not he hasn't even stepped forward to tell the audience what he wants. Um let alone anybody in his life. Uh, but this is it. He finally, he finally figures out what it is he wants in life. He wants to be in the room where it happens. He sees Hamilton. Uh, so this is, this is a real thing of like these characters, Hamilton, Madison, and Jefferson had a closed door meeting where this stuff was hammered out, where, where they, uh, Madison and Jefferson agreed to give, uh, to let Hamilton's plan for a, a national bank go through they were like okay you can have a national bank we you can you, the government can assume states debts if you let us decide where the u.s capital is going to be um which a, a lot of people were upset about a lot of people were like well of course it has to be in new york that's where everything happened is new york that why wouldn't that be the capital of the united states um but nope it uh hamilton traded that away and it ended up being in virginia what would eventually become the District of Columbia, but uh, right now it's in Virginia uh, because he had to he had to give Jefferson something in order to get his way. Yeah, it's and it was a smart move, um, and Hamilton knows it was a smart move. I, I love the lyric he has here um, when he says, "You when you got skin in the game, you stay in the game, but you don't get a win unless you pay unless you play in the game." There you go. Uh, so yeah, he's he's smart. I, I I think he made the right move because. He he got the dough he wanted, and and so what if the the capital was in Virginia? I mean, it's <laughs> it, it, it's basically what's what uh, what he says in the end. Um, mm-hmm. He he really got what he wanted. Uh, so so it oh and yeah, going back to what you said, here's Burr saying what he what he really wants. He wants to be in the room, and it it signifies a change in Burr that we'll see in the next song uh, here in a bit. Uh, so yes, I, I love that character moment from Burr. Um, you can really, I mean, he, he says it over and over, and, and you can feel that 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 jealousy creep in. That's oh, it's gotten to a point where Hamilton's like, 
he's <laughs> it's too much now for him at this point. Burr, mm-hmm. like, oh man, I I really want to be where Hamilton is. Um, yeah, he he basically at this point he feels like he's been at the periphery this whole time. Like he's had so many opportunities. He he had you know he had his meeting with Washington. He could have been Washington's right hand man, but then Hamilton came in and and you know at least as Burr sees it, took that away from him and. He just has never had an opportunity to make something of himself, and now he sees Hamilton is getting shit done, um, and it it kills Burr that he doesn't know how Hamilton did it. Like he he feels like an outsider now. Like stuff is literally happen- happening behind closed doors, and he is being shut out, and it drives him crazy. He wants to be one of those guys in that room that's making these decisions, and he's he's finally figured that out. That's what he wants. Yeah, and here's like some salt in the wound. Uh, salt in the wound from Hamilton. I love this lyric um, when Hamilton goes, uh, let's see, you, oh, you get love for it, you get hate for it, you get nothing if you wait for it, wait for it, wait. Uh, another callback to another song, mm-hmm. uh, Burr's song, Wait For It. So, ooh, uh, yeah. What do you want, Burr? What do you want, Burr? If you stand for nothing, Burr, what will you fall for? There you go. That was another callback. And this is, <laughs> where, and this is where Burr finally is like, he finally says it out loud. It's like, I want to be in the room where it happens. Yeah. And here's another thing I found interesting. The end of the song, uh, when Bert goes, yeah, I've got to, I've, I've got to be in the room. I've got to be in the room. Uh, the song ends with click boom, mm-hmm. which interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just say that it's interesting. Uh, I'm sure that'll play some role <laughs> later. <laughs> Perhaps I'm just I'm predicting the future. Um, so I, I think I mentioned in in an earlier episode that uh, Leslie Odom Jr. as Burr has two like truly standout moments. He's got two songs the pot that probably qualify as my favorite songs in the entire thing. One of them was uh, "Wait for It," and this is the second one, "The Room Where It Happens." These are the two. Uh, Miranda himself has said that you know they're two of the, his favorite songs that he's ever written for anything. He's just super proud of both of those songs he's called them the two best songs in the entire musical and he gave both of them to burr the the quote-unquote bad guy <laughs> yeah that, that's amazing um again uh, credit to him for really building burr up and not just making him like a full-on villain so uh one aspect of this play that i i can say i i love um uh, i'm gonna throw that word around now uh okay <laughs> So that was song 28, The Room Where It Happens. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the podcast Where It Happens, folks, because that's what you're listening to. Uh, Let's see, 28, now we're on 29. Song 29, Skylar Defeated. Here you go. Grandpa just lost his seat in the Senate. Sometimes that's how it goes. Daddy's gonna find out any minute. I'm sure he already knows. Further down, further down, let's meet the newest senator from New York. New York, our senator. Burr? So that was some of Song 29, Skylar Defeated. A very short song. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially just says, the uh, uh, Hamilton's father-in-law was defeated in Congress by none, by none other than Burr. Uh, yeah, it's, the the Senate. Yeah, he lost his Senate seat to Burr. Burr has stepped up to the plate and decided he wants something, and all of a sudden he uh, he takes Hamilton's father-in-law's seat on the Senate. Yeah, like I mean, like was mentioned in the last song, uh, Burr now has that 
that that desire, and now here you go. You, you see him in full action. <laughs> and what's uh, yeah? Uh, here's the line. Hamilton says, "I've always considered you a friend." Uh, Burr says, "I don't see why that has to end." Uh, skipping ahead, Burr goes, "I swear your pride will be the death of us all. Uh, beware, it goeth before the fall." Mm-hmm. Ooh, ominous, ominous. Um, <laughs> For, foreshadowing, <laughs> foreshadowing, folks. Are you paying attention? Uh, read a history book. Okay, so that I mean, it's, it's a short song, Paul. Uh, it, it, uh, anything else to add? Not really. I mean, that song just sets up the fact that uh, Ham, that uh, Burr does, in fact you know, take steps to get himself into the, he's not necessarily in the room yet, but he is now on the stage. He's now accepted a role, um, in, you know, in the government. So he's, he's making moves and, right. uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's one of the moments where Hamilton finally starts to recognize that Burr is a, he starts to see Burr as less than someone who just, you know, might disagree with him, but someone who may actually become a problem. Right. Um, all right. So let's move on. Let's go to song 30. Uh, cabinet battle number two. Secretary Hamilton, your response. Come on. Let's see it. You must be out of your goddamn mind if you think the president is going to bring the nation to the brink of meddling in the middle of a military mess. Where France is queen and kingless Who signed a treaty with a king Whose head is now in a basket Would you like to take it out and ask it? Or should we honor our treaty, King Louis' head? Uh, do whatever you want I'm super dead, you know Some of song 30 Cabinet battle number 2 I knew there'd be another cabinet battle <laughs> Cabinet battle number 1 Um, so this is back Uh, back, uh Another, like, rap battle Right, essentially between mm-hmm. Jefferson and Hamilton um, so what are they fighting over in this song? Oh, France, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, whether whether they're going to send troops to aid France in its uh, war with England. So France is involved in a war now. And uh, this is one of those really like morally questionable things that um, I, I only know enough about history to, to follow along with this play. Really? I'm, I'm not a historian, so I don't know all of the finer details on this, but in the context of this play, in the context of this musical, it's kind of heartbreaking that in act one, uh, as, as the, as act one was winding down and we were winning the war, Hamilton said to Lafayette, who was played by David Diggs, uh, you know, so what happens if we win? And Lafayette says, I go back to France. I bring freedom to my people if we're given a chance. And Hamilton says, well, we'll be with you if you will be with you when you do. Basically, he promises Lafayette. Yeah, well, we'll help you with your war since you came over here and helped us with ours. Now, yeah. reality kicks in and uh, Jefferson, played by the actor that played DeVito, that played uh, Lafayette, uh, has been the ambassador to France, and so he's really invested, and he wants us to send aid to France. And Hamilton is like, we can't really do that. That you know, we we don't have enough. We don't have the troops. It's a it's a terrible situation. Um, as, as he says, I love, I absolutely love this line, but it's really <laughs> disrespectful. Uh, we signed a king. We signed a treaty with a king whose head in, head is now in a basket. Would you like to take it out and ask it? Should we honor our treaty, King Louis's head? Uh, do whatever you want. I'm super dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I, I love that line. 
Um, but my, I, I, it's, <laughs> it's. Um, I'm glad that you brought up like the dual casting and, and knowing that um, uh, Jefferson is played by the same actor who, who played uh, Lafayette. Um, yeah, that that adds another layer to things. Um, and you know the exchange uh, where Hamilton goes, "Hey, uh, uh, the president is going to bring the nation to the brink uh, of meddling in the middle of a military mess." Uh, like we mentioned before, hey, it says a lot about politics and back then and politics now. Um, I mean, the same thing like is being said nowadays of, mm-hmm. of us getting into. Uh, military action in, in, in other nations but yeah mm-hmm. it's very telling um and and yeah um it's uh what else can i say about this song uh it's it i i love that um still these two are at each other's at, at each other's throats yeah no um, it gets i mean it it only gets worse like now they are just openly being uh there's open animosity between the two of them with yeah. uh with Jefferson saying, you know, he knows nothing of loyalty, smells like new money, dresses like fake royalty. Um everything he does betrays the ideals of our nation. Like he's being super ugly to Hamilton and then Hamilton for one of the few times that we see this happen, Hamilton it gets pissed. He's like, "You must be out of your goddamn mind if you think." Yeah. Um and then, you know, it ends with Jefferson saying, uh you know, you're nothing without Washington behind you. And Washington from off stage says, Hey, Hamilton. And Jefferson's like, oh, Daddy's calling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jefferson, so, so damn annoying. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, so that was, let's see, uh, song 30, Cabinet Battle number two. Um, yeah, just, just they're, they're at each other. Um, so here we go. Here is the last song for this episode, Paul. Uh, song 31. Washington, on your side. If there's a fire you're trying to douse, you can't put it out from inside the house. I'm in the cabinet. I am complicit in watching him grabbing at power and kissing him. Washington isn't going to listen to discipline dissident. This is the difference. This kid is out. Oh, this immigrant isn't somebody we chose. Oh, this immigrant's keeping us all on our toes. Oh, and show these veterans who they're up against. So that was song 31, Washington on your side. Uh, I will say it's, uh, we see Burr once again opening up a song, Mm -hmm. but it's very telling that um, uh, he is firmly not on the side of Hamilton at this point. He is siding up with uh, Jefferson and Madison. Mm -hmm. So, so I guess the, the, the line has been has been drawn. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he has a seat on the Senate now, so he's not, uh, he's not just narrating the song. He's actively participating with Jefferson and Madison in, uh, in whatever this little scheme is that they're coming up with. Yeah. Uh, I, again, uh, just, just going from the previous song to this song, Jefferson just keeps going at Hamilton, but ha- at, at that point, Hamilton's not in the room. It's right. just these three, right? Jefferson, Madison and Burr. Uh, <laughs> it's just line after line. Um, just very, just just shots at Hamilton and, and them saying we just gotta bring this guy down. Uh, so it's 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 plotting, um, mm-hmm. uh, very very ominous for what I assume is is, is to come in this play. Uh, so, so what else can we say about the song, Paul? Um, it's not. Uh, I, I'm trying to decide if I should say this. 
it might be a spoiler for the next song, which we're not going to get to until next episode. But, uh, well, okay. So Jefferson says in this song, like, like Jefferson is back to the whole speed rapping thing that David Diggs does. Um, I'm in the cabinet. I'm complicit in watching him grabbing at power and kissing it. If Washington isn't going to listen to discipline dissidents, this is the difference. This kid is out. So that's Jefferson right there saying, um, I can't, you know, we can't do anything about Hamilton if I am just his, his co-secretary, you know, if I'm his equal but opposite member on the other side of the, of the rap battle, I need to step aside. I need to quit my position in the cabinet so I can go for something bigger is what this is. This is them deciding we need to take active steps to get Hamilton out of the picture. And I'm not, and I Jefferson, am not going to be able to do that if I'm just another member of Washington's cabinet. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and that'll lead into the next song, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Ooh, what is to come, Paul? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so I, I, at this point, I'm fully invested in this intrigue. Um, I guess I know, I know enough about history to, to kind of uh, uh, really know what happens next. But I, the story, story-wise, I love what's happening. Uh, yeah, I can say that, Paul. I'm still very much invested in Hamilton. Nice. And and folks out there, I haven't listened to anything past this. So you know, next episode, we'll see how I feel. <laughs> it's it, 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 each episode, I give you status reports uh, whether I I'm continuing to love Hamilton or not. Maybe it all will come falling down in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's where we leave it, Paul. Cliffhanger. Okay. So much political intrigue going on. What's going to happen to Hamilton? What's going to happen to America? <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, oh, boy. Folks, hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, Paul, always a pleasure. Uh, before we go... Uh, oh, real quick. Uh, before we go, what's 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 on tap? What, which songs are we tackling for the, for the next episode? So, episode five, we're going to do uh, tracks 32 through 38. So, 32 is One Last Time. And 38 is Burn. So that's uh, one, two, three, four. That's eight more songs. No, seven. That's seven songs next week. Seven songs right there. Folks, do your homework. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to that chunk, which I assume is like 30 minutes. Do that. Why why can't you do that, folks? Come on. And also, if you're listening along, which I, I guess in my head, I want people to listen to this and like... Right, right when I play a song, like uh, I'll play like maybe like fifteen seconds of it or something, they'll play like the entire song. Yeah, and it'll, I, I, I always imagine that experience would be like the most ideal to listen to this podcast. But hey, I'm not telling you how to live your life, people. Do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go, plugs, Paul, tell the fine people where they can find you online. Uh, they can find me uh, on Twitter. I'm at Haunt1013. That's H-A-U-N-T-1013. I uh, am co-host of the podcast Gobbledygeek. That's uh, that's also on Twitter, at Gobbledygeeks, with an S on the end. Uh, it's on iTunes, and it's uh, you can go to the website. That's gobbledygeekpodcast.com. There we go. Do that, folks. As for me, oh boy, uh, the list of podcasts I'm into just keeps growing. I mean, <laughs> no, uh, well, as of now, uh, it's still the same, but I'm working more as we speak. So thank you for listening to this, the podcast, where it happens. Uh, make sure to listen to the Talk From Society podcast. Uh, Paul, you were just on for the Shane Black retrospective. Yeah. Um, the massive two-episode special, four hours long. 
the the whole thing. I just finished editing it uh, yesterday, as of this recording. Uh, I'm so glad it's out um, <laughs> because it was it was a pain to edit, but I I love that it's out. A lot of people are enjoying it. It was um, it was great. I listened to it last night, and uh, I I I did not sound entirely stupid. So I I guess I was I'm okay with that. But the rest of the episode, the rest of the episode was great. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I only get the best people. I only get people who I know are better at this than I am. <laughs> that's that's the secret to podcasting, folks. Just get people who are better than you to talk. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening to that, and and also listen to. Uh, hey, what you're watching, uh, folks out there, subscribe, uh, rate that, Colorado Street with me and Rocky, Rob Trench's The Equalizer, um, and yeah, like I said, I'm working on something else. Hope to announce that soon enough. Um, so that's it, Paul. Ooh, we've, we've reached the end of this episode. Can't wait for the next episode. Can't wait to listen to what happens next in podcast, uh, in Hamilton, <laughs> not podcast in Hamilton. <laughs> Oh, all right. So now for a signature catchphrase, <laughs> um, folks out there, don't. How's it go? Don't throw away your shots. That's it. Don't th- until next week. Don't throw away your shot. Yes. Until next week. Don't throw away your shots. Rise up, rise up. It's time to take a shot. Rise up.